0: Is the Michael Medved show
1: and another great day in this greatest nation on God's green earth another great week in fact a great week with a uh, uh, extremely dignified uh, and impressive and unforgettable pageant in London with the uh, funeral of Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II Joe Biden was there so of course it was Jill Biden and many world leaders. Was Trump excluded uh, because of some kind of uh, insult intended toward him? Not at all, that has been fact checked. Uh, Not all former heads of state were invited to the Queen's funeral. And what about Biden's political funeral? He uh, did a lengthy interview with uh, the 60 Minutes show. And uh, we'll play you highlights and lowlights of uh, the president's responses. He is insisting he is going to be running for office. This comes out at a time when the two most likely people to actually, it seems to me, win the nominations of the two parties are already engaged in a debate. And you'll be able to hear some of it yourself. We'll play it for you. I'm talking about the great debate between Gavin Newsom, the governor of California, who's running for re election, heavily favored, and uh, Ron DeSantis, the governor of Florida, uh, heavily favored to win his re election. They're debating about DeSantis and his treatment of immigrants from uh, Venezuela. They were refugees looking for asylum. They ended up in Martha's Vineyard. Some of them appear to be happy to be there. Uh, we will bring you up to date on all of that. And then the Great Mermaid debate. The uh, Little Mermaid and Lord of the Rings, a new version of Lord of the Rings. Why do we need a new version of Lord of the Rings? I'm I'm not even sure, considering how magnificent the... Uh, trilogy of films was Oscar-winning trilogy of films was on Lord of the Rings. In any event, is it appropriate to have black characters in these two classics? I I cannot believe that people are debating this heatedly, but they are. And uh, we will get to that on The Michael Medved Show. And then uh, the educational ambitions of Kanye West. Yay as he is known occasionally and educational ambitions to uh, start his own school but without emphasizing reading he claims that he has never read a book okay is that something to admire we will get to that issue as well on the michael medved show and yet another speculation by two very prominent historians About America on the brink of civil war. Uh, They talk about the three stages by which we came to America's great sectional conflict in 1861. It took three stages to get there. They say the uh, same three stages are operating now, and we are on the brink of stage three, which means actual violence breaking out. Is that true? And is that violence concerned with uh, President Trump using a QAnon song as background music for his rally speech in Youngstown, Ohio and appearing on Truth Social with a Q badge on his lapel? What did that mean? What is the president, former president trying to communicate to his followers and to the world at large we will get to that as well on a very busy day on the medved show first off uh the president of the united states he wanted desperately to announce some good news and uh so he decided to do good news in his 60 minutes interview Uh, and good news i think most americans if they believe it uh, would embrace it as good news, but I don't think that most Americans do believe it. Here's the president, 3.5.
0: Mr. President, first Detroit auto show in three years. Yeah. Is the pandemic over? The pandemic in, is over. We
2: still have a problem with COVID. We're still doing a lot of work on it. Uh, it's But the pandemic is over. If you notice, no one's wearing masks. Everybody seems to be in pretty good shape. And so I think it's changing, and I think this is a perfect example of it.
1: Okay, does the fact that people are not wearing masks, and uh, yes, people are going out and getting uh, those new vaccines, Uh, I'm hoping actually this week to get the uh, new booster that is being offered that's supposed to be particularly effective against Omicron. But... How is the pandemic over when there are still so many people who are getting sick? Uh, just people that we know personally. We we have very close friends. We have family members who have recently gotten COVID. Uh, I mean, since people stopped wearing masks. It's not because they stopped wearing masks. But really, uh, the president wants to proclaim the pandemic over? The... Uh, COVID cases in the U.S.A., seven-day average uh, in uh, 2022, 61,405. Uh, last year at this time, uh, September eighteenth, two thousand twenty-one, 2021, 148,215. So it's way down. It's half as many. But if you have 61,000 new cases still in a week, is that... Uh, appropriate to say it's over. In terms of deaths, a seven-day average uh, a year ago, uh, 2012 deaths in a seven-day average, now uh, 516. Uh, so, again, greatly improved, but over. I'm not sure that most medical Uh, experts would agree with the president. What about one of America's other great maladies, the malady of inflation? Uh, President Biden can't proclaim that our inflation crisis is over, not with the numbers that we have, particularly regarding grocery items. But he does have his own perspective, which he tried to put forward on uh, CBS News on 60 Minutes. Uh, Listen, clip three.
0: Mr. President, as you know, last Tuesday, the annual inflation rate came in at 8.3%. The stock market nosedived. People are shocked by their grocery bills. What can you do better and faster? Well, first of
2: all, let's put this in perspective. Inflation rate month to month was just, uh, uh, uh,
0: just an inch.
1: Okay, the only reason people would even believe that is because of the improvement, and there has been improvement, with gas prices, which people feel very directly. But uh, in terms of other items, I mean, none of the economists think that it's uh, evened off or basically that inflation is out of gas. That's why they're looking at Wednesday, the Fed is going to be meeting again, and they're going to uh, enact, everybody expects it will be three-quarters of a percent increase uh, in terms of borrowing to try to fight inflation. And some people are saying it may even be a full percent, which would probably uh, hit the market very hard and very negatively. Uh, the the idea that uh, it went up just an inch last month uh, – don't make it sound like it all of a sudden went to 8.3. People are not stupid and people are appropriately very worried about inflation and the impact on the market and the economy in general. There was more uh, in Biden's interview, particularly concerning his campaign. Yes, that's right. His campaign for reelection. We'll bring you up to date on that and its prospects and much more coming up on The Medved Show. talking about joe biden's interview with 60 minutes last night he seemed um, energetic uh, wide awake (laughs) which which i guess is an issue when he has been designated sleepy joe biden but uh, he basically also did something that i think is extraordinary he has been very insistent that he is running for re-election and uh, a lot of people have Including me, have taken that claim by President Biden that no matter what, he's going to proceed and and run for re-election at age seventy-nine. Uh, it's it's an extraordinary leap of faith to say that the president will decide to run again. In his answer this time, he uh, he actually was more. At least he left an opening to the idea that sometime after the midterm elections, which are coming up in less than two months now, that at some time after the midterm elections, he would announce that uh, he will be a one-term president. Uh, The the question came to him on whether he would run again. That's number 17, Jeremy.
0: Sir, are you committed to running again, or are there certain... Conditions that have to be right look if I were to say
2: to you. I'm running again All of a sudden a whole range of things come into play that I have uh, requirements I have to change and move and do in terms of election in laws. terms of election loss Then it's much too early to make that kind of decision I'm a great respecter of fate and so what I'm doing is I'm doing my job I'm going to do that job and within the time frame that makes sense after this next election cycle here going into next year Make a judgment on what to do
0: you say that it's much too early to make that decision. I take it the decision has not been made in your own head.
2: Look, my as I said, to begin with is that I would run again. But it's just an intention. But is it a firm decision that I run again? That remains to be seen.
1: OK, uh, the, uh, the the way that uh, this is covered in uh, CBS uh, responding to that, it. Uh, makes the point that um, he proclaimed the pandemic is over and that he'll make a judgment on what to do at some point next year uh, after after January, after he hopes the Democrats will add to their margin in the Senate and uh, will hold somehow, through some miracle, the House of Representatives. the uh, NBC News is reporting that um, Biden's top aides have been quietly building a 2024 campaign effort with increasing discussions about who might manage the operation, potential themes and structure. The current plan is for a Biden re-election effort to rely heavily on the resources of the Democratic National Committee and only have a small campaign staff biden and his top advisors are also using the home stretch to november's midterm elections to test possible 2024 themes such as taking on wealthy special interests we haven't heard democrats doing that before uh taking on wealthy special interests and casting his achievements in office as promises made promises kept uh we'll see how well that works out in the midterm elections I think that would be a a very, very tough sell for Joe Biden, particularly if he's running against somebody other than donald j. trump. i I, I believe that one of the reasons that uh, that Biden is actually putting off the announcement, not only because announcing that he wouldn't uh, be running for president before the midterm elections, would probably hurt some of the Democratic candidates who would find it more difficult to defend Biden or to have a positive view of them than they do now. And the, uh, the, the second aspect of things is when you have become a lame duck, when you have already said, I'm, I'm not going to be there next time, it... Um, It probably does uh, impact your influence on your own party and and on the electorate. The. um, An NBC News poll taken September 9th through 13th. So it's a very recent poll found that uh, Biden's approval ratings bounced back up to 45 percent, three points higher than the previous poll in August, 27 percent. Voters believe the country is headed in the right direction Okay, you may say that's pathetic. Yes, it is only one out of four uh, Voters in America believe the country's headed in the right direction in May it was 16% Okay, so think about that There, there are a lot of people who believe that between May of this year and now in September then uh, we've turned in a much better direction. Uh, And uh, uh, Biden had more to offer that was controversial and illuminating. He did say, and definitively, and he came back and repeated again, 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 that he would send U.S. troops, if necessary, to defend Taiwan if China invades. Uh, Here's the president. What
0: should Chinese President Xi know about your commitment to Taiwan?
2: We agree with what we signed on to a long time ago. And that there's a one-China policy and Taiwan makes their own judgments about their independence. We are not moving, we're not encouraging them being independent. We're not,
0: that's their decision. But would U.S. forces defend the island? Yes, if, in fact, there was an unprecedented attack. After our interview, a White House official told us U.S. policy has not changed. Officially, the U.S. will not say whether American forces would defend Taiwan. But the commander-in-chief had a view of his own. So, unlike Ukraine, to be clear, sir, U.S. forces, U.S. men and women would defend Taiwan in the event of a Chinese invasion?
1: Yes. Okay, Uh, clearly he should put himself in line with what his aides and the State Department are saying. By the way, I think that probably a lot of Americans, if not most Americans, would say that uh, defending Taiwan in the case of a full-out Chinese invasion, uh, and, and I think our... Our allies in South Korea and Japan and Australia and elsewhere in the region would also suggest that that yes was the right answer Uh, there was more about Biden's uh, answering concerns about his age clip 2 well we will get to clip 2 because again It obviously is a very, very big question involving a potential second term for Joe Biden and concerning his ongoing performance now. We'll also get to the great, is it great, uh, Newsom DeSantis debate and more coming up on The Medved Show. the president's declaration last night on uh 60 minutes uh that even when he was pressed on this and even with uh, members of his staff and people in the state department undermining what the president of the united states said uh, biden said very clearly very directly as he has before that it would be his intention to use u.s troops to put american lives at stake Uh, to defend Taiwan in the event of a Chinese invasion. And uh, breaking news, uh, Beijing today, the Chinese foreign ministry said today that China has lodged stern representations, whatever that means, with the United States after U.S. President Joe Biden said U.S. forces would defend Taiwan in the event of a Chinese invasion. The statement from China says China reserves the right to take all necessary measures in response to activities that split the nation apart, said Mao Ning, who is spokesperson of the foreign ministry at a regular media briefing. When they say split the nation apart, they live under the fiction, as we do, because we officially have a one China policy, which we adopted way back in the Nixon-Kissinger era when we were... First recognizing red China, which we had pretended didn't exist for a long time. But the one China policy says that, yes, uh, we recognize the Chinese claim that Taiwan is officially part of the greater China. And we do not officially recognize the independence of, uh, of Taiwan which used to be called just the Republic of China. And uh, that, that of course, does not prevent the president of the United States, this president, from saying what none of his predecessors said, which is that unequivocally uh, we would defend China in case of invasion. The great argument for taking that position is that it may do something to head off such an invasion uh, to deter the Chinese to take the United States at least seriously enough to avoid invading Taiwan but uh, there's also the possibility that making the statement so unequivocally would only encourage further Chinese adventurism they have been sending their ships and their planes and other military hardware into airspace into the waters that are technically controlled by Taiwan uh, is it a danger that could erupt at any time and probably with even a a more dire impact than the invasion of Ukraine yeah it's it's certainly something to worry about one of the reasons that we are more I think uh, eager to defend Taiwan is because of the economic importance of that that country uh, even though the population of Taiwan is a little bit less than the population of Ukraine the economic impact in terms of making various high-tech ships and and other uh, resources the economic impact on the world and on our allies in in Asia would be would be devastating uh, so uh, President Biden of course, cannot do a major interview like this without an honest interviewer asking him about his age. Uh, now, he he could turn back and say, hey, look at who's running Congress. Uh, Mitch McConnell is 82. He's older than me. Uh, Nancy Pelosi is 82, and she's in Armenia right now uh, trying to reassure the Armenian people in the midst of confrontations with Azerbaijan of the uh, United States support. But uh, here is uh, Joe Biden on his age. Clip two.
0: Mr. President, you are the oldest president ever. Pretty good shape, huh? which leads to my next question. You are more aware of this than anyone. Some people ask whether you are fit for the job. And when you hear that, I wonder what you think.
2: Watch me. I mean, honest to God, that's all I think. Watch me. If you think I don't have the energy level or the mental acuity, then, then you know, that's one thing. That's another thing. You just watch and, you know, keep my schedule. Do what I'm doing. I, I think that... Uh, You know, uh, I don't, when I sit down with our NATO allies and keep them together, I don't have them saying, wait a minute, what do you, what do you say? You know, I mean, it's a matter of, you know, that old expression, the proof of the pudding is in the eating. Uh, A proof of the pudding is in the,
1: I'm not sure how that applies. (laughs) Nobody, nobody's talking about cannibalism here. Um, But uh, obviously, what what should the president answer other than what he just did which is watch me inspect me see if i'm i'm up to the job uh one 800 if you have a better answer and then uh, this is also uh a little bit ridiculous and embarrassing in what generally and i think most people look at it and say okay this was an adequate interview uh he had this note which makes very little sense this is clip 11 about why people in his mind disapprove of him listen
0: your approval rating in the country is well below 50 percent and i wonder why you think that is
2: this is a really difficult time we're at an inflection point in the history of this country we're going to make decisions and we're making decisions now that are going to determine what we're going to look like the next 10 years from now. I think you'd agree that the impact on the psyche of the American people as a consequence of the pandemic is profound. Think of how that has changed everything. The people's attitudes about themselves, their families, about the state of the nation, about the state of their communities. And so there's a lot of uncertainty out there. A great
1: deal of uncertainty. Uh, Okay. Yes, there's a great deal of uncertainty, but people have not been uncertain with the consistent disapproval of Joe Biden. Now, again, his approval rating has gone up more substantially. The number of people who think America's on the right track has gone all the way up to 27%. But that's a big change from 16% back in May. Uh, there's so much going on uh, that the, the fight between now and uh, November, when obviously the nation picks a brand new House of Representatives, it probably a lot of familiar faces. Most incumbents get reelected. But remember, all the Republicans need to do is to knock off is to capture five, five Democratic seats. And then they have control of the House, and we have a new Speaker of the House, and Nancy Pelosi can get and enjoy her retirement. So, how are folks doing right now in terms of uh, the, the latest polling? Uh, well, one uh, poll that uh, seems to suggest a, uh, a very big advantage is the uh, polling for uh, Ron DeSantis who is uh, ahead of, uh, on average, who's ahead of Charlie Crist, his Democratic opponent, by 50% to 45%. Now, that's outside the margin margin of error and looks very good for Ron DeSantis. Uh, for <laughs> Gavin Newsom in the all-Democratic state of California, where Republicans have applied for endangered species status, um... Gavin Newsom is running against that uh, well known bundle of energy. Uh, Jeremy, can you think of who's running against Gavin Newsom right now? His name is Brian Dahl. He's a state senator. And that's a uh, horse race 58% to 31%, a 27% edge. Okay, so what else is going on? And how has the likelihood, the odds, shifted? We'll get to that. show uh, the president (laughs) like like most other presidents uh, maybe more than many other presidents however uh, Joe Biden can't do anything without uh, getting some harsh commentary or some negativity or some kind of criticism by the way the same was true for Trump even more Uh, do you remember There was a a huge issue about the way he walked down a ramp after he gave a speech at West Point and the idea that he wanted to be careful not to slip and fall, which was probably a good idea because then it would have become an international incident. President walked down a ramp cautiously. I'm talking about President Trump now. And on that same occasion, uh, I believe it was the same occasion, he held a cup of water with both hands. And people asked, "Uh aha, is Trump suffering from some kind of cognitive degeneration because he held a cup of water with both hands? And look, there are lots of things you can criticize about Trump. I mean, no end of things you can criticize about Trump. I do think it was a very big mistake to use a song associated with QAnon or for whatever reason to pose for a photograph that was published on Truth Social that showed him with a q just the letter q on his lapel what the hell does that mean and for him to say in that same photograph that uh, the storm was coming the storm is supposed to be an occasion whereby the people were part of this massive conspiracy to abuse children and to drink their blood and to worship satan that people like that well-known practitioners of that kind of thing like bill gates and george soros and hillary clinton uh that they're all going to be lined up uh, they're going to be tried for treason and executed on tv that's uh, an item of faith for the QAnon faithful and uh a- again for president trump to be involved with any of that Uh, not appropriate, and yes, it's appropriate for people to watch. It's also for people appropriate to watch President Biden, who was at the Detroit Auto Show, uh, briefly holding hands with Gretchen Whitmer, who was the uh, governor of Michigan. And yes, it looked awkward with Jill, just the other side of him, and he was not holding hands with Jill. Is this going to be a rocky patch in their marriage? No, no. Is this going to be a sustaining issue? No. Um, the, uh, uh, the president, however, is um, has a, a, a lot to uh, look out for about uh, the way he conducts himself concerning Queen Elizabeth. And one of the Associated Press coverage, it says the president made the sign of the cross. And, of course, the British... Are not Catholic by and large uh, the Queen herself was the head of the Church of England which is the I guess the closest thing here would be Episcopalian it's Anglican uh, and the president made the sign of the cross and put his hand to his heart as he stood quietly near the casket in the ornate 900 year old hall with his wife and US ambassador Jane Hartley Biden then signed the official condolence book and attended a reception Sunday at Buckingham Palace hosted by King Charles III. He is one of 500 world leaders and royals invited to the Queen's state funeral, along with hundreds of dignitaries, politicians, military veterans, and British charity workers. People across Britain paused for a minute of silence at 8 p.m. in memory of the only monarch that most of them have ever known. At Westminster Hall, where the Queen is lying in state, The constant stream of mourners paused for 60 seconds as people observed the minute of reflection and deep silence. Well, it's just one night and day of our lives. Elizabeth gave us, you know, 70 years, so the rest of it it is not a lot to ask, is it? Said Fred Sweeney, 52, who kitted out his spot with two Union Jack flags on large flagpoles. Biden called Queen Elizabeth II decent and honorable and all about service as he signed the condolence book saying his heart went out to the royal family. Queen Elizabeth lived her life for the people. Jill Biden wrote in a book for spouses and ambassadors. She served with wisdom and grace. We will never forget her warmth, kindness and the conversations we shared. Uh, The queen's eight grandchildren led by Uh, Their uh, heir to the throne, uh, Prince William, uh, Prince William, of course, the next king after Charles III, uh, circled the coffin and stood with their heads bowed during a silent vigil on Saturday evening. Among the foreign leaders in London was New Zealand Prime Minister Jacinda Adern, who told the BBC that she was humbled to represent her nation at the funeral and to witness the national outpouring of grief and respect for the late queen. The thing that I will take away from this period is just the beauty of the public's response, the kindness that you see from members of the public, the patience, the camaraderie. That has been, for me, said the Prime Minister of New Zealand, the most moving tribute of all has been the public response of the British people. Of course, uh, Elizabeth was also the queen of New Zealand. A Monday has been declared a public holiday in honor of Elizabeth, who died September 8th at 96 after 70 years on the throne. Her funeral was to be broadcast to over 200 countries and territories worldwide and screened to crowds in parks and public spaces across the country. Ukraine's first lady, and this I think is interesting, Olena Zelenska, was also among the mourners praying respects at the queen's coffin. A British royal officer said Zelenska met with Catherine, the Princess of Wales, that's Kate Middleton, the uh, wife of Prince William, uh, at Buckingham Palace on Sunday afternoon. They did not release further details. The British government has been among the strongest supporters of Ukraine since it was invaded by Russia in February. Early this morning the Queen's coffin was to be moved on a gun carriage pulled by 142 Royal Naval sailors to nearby Westminster Abbey for the funeral, the finale of 10 days of national mourning for Britain's longest-serving monarch. After the service today at the Abbey, the plan was for the late Queen's coffin to be transported throughout the historic heart of London on the state gun carriage. It will then be taken in a hearse to Windsor, where the queen will be interred alongside her husband, Prince Philip, who died last year at 99. One other thing about uh, uh, President Biden, he had met Queen Elizabeth before, going all the way back to 1982 when she was queen, obviously, and he was part of a delegation of visiting senators. He made a fairly big deal at that time that he would not bow to the queen because his mother had told him that uh as someone of irish descent it was not appropriate to bow to the queen so he didn't and it is not a federal case but he recalled that and actually used the occasion to say how the queen reminded him of uh his uh late mother okay that is um that is one trial with the president representing the United States of America that seems to have gotten off with um, without any mishaps. He um, uh, he was said he met Boris Johnson, then prime minister, last year. Mr. Biden told his aides he had raised the issue of tense negotiations between Britain and Northern Ireland. Uh, Timothy Mager, a former... University archivist at Catholic University who focused on Irish American history said Mr. Biden's comments had clearly been made jokingly, but they had also reflected a feeling of skepticism among Irish Americans of the enthusiasm for the British monarchy and aristocracy. He might also take it as a point of pride that the grandchild of Irish Catholic immigrants will be attending this funeral as the head of a state, head of state of such a powerful nation. A recognition of the country of his ancestors, and a testimony to the possibilities of his own. Mr. Mager said, "There is a kind of nice Irish irony in that. I don't know what Irish irony exactly constitutes or represents, but I do know it seems ironic that right now there is heated debate, and and again there are millions of people involved who express their opinions." about the racial background of the Little Mermaid. No, seriously, the new Little Mermaid features a little mermaid who is black, or what once was called African American, I I guess. Uh, Does that represent some kind of distortion of reality for a character who is emphatically unreal? We will get to that crucial issue, which is lighting up controversy everywhere and more in this greatest nation on God's green earth.